You can't fight this war against the enemy as we speak. If you don't know the word and you're not filled with the power of God, we talked about that in our family devotion. If you're not filled with the power of God, you think you can resist the devil on your own? We can resist the devil and he will flee from us if we have the Holy Spirit's power. Let's talk about submit to God in verse James 4, 7 talks about that. The first word, submit to God. How can you submit to God? First of all, you have to surrender your old ways. If you don't submit to God and you have your old ways still, you're going to struggle till the day you die. B, obey his word. If you want to submit to God, you have to obey his word. C, deny yourself. Hmm. D, just do it. Doers of the word. So if you want to submit to God, you need to surrender your old ways. How do you surrender your old ways? Some of us that said, Lord, be Lord of my life. I accept you. I am born again. Now all this old luggage that was here now is following you. The question you need to ask yourself is, did you surrender your old ways to God? If not, it's still lingering or tagging along with you as you walk this new Christian walk. And it's up to you to say, no, old ways, I deny that. I rebuke that. See, when you deny yourself, you're going to follow the cross. When you follow the cross, you're a disciple of Christ. You're a follower of Him that serves God all known. When you do it, mean just do it, mean doers of the word, now you begin to submit to God. Amen. Resist the devil. This is going to hit all of us, including me. Resist the devil. That means all temptation. Weakness in our areas we struggle with regarding living for God. We all have weakness. And guess who knows it besides ourselves? The enemy. Because once you give into it, they go, the enemy says, uh-huh. That's her and his weakness. So I will exploit that until they pass the test. <laughs> Listen to this. In order to understand, to resist the devil, you need to start with your devotion. Start your day in the morning. You know how we start our day with breakfast or some kind of food or snack to eat to get us going? Whether it be a power shake, a slim fast, which I'm taking, a slim fast drink, and some vitamins to start your day so you can miss a meal so you can lose weight. Whatever the case may be. 
you need to start with your devotion. Your devotion starts with understanding the Word, praying, continue to worship Him. When you do that, now you're getting fortified. Now you're strong. And when you go out these doors, you're going to say, Enemy, don't be so very arrogant and say, Bring it. Because they will bring it. The enemy will bring it to you. And every time the enemy works, he works through weaknesses of people. If there is a family member that's not living for the Lord and they're wishy-washy, they will penetrate them first and they will give in to temptation. And then all of a sudden you start to be concerned of the loved ones, your family member, your daughters and son, your wife, your husband. And then all of a sudden you begin to fret because you didn't get your devotion in. So why do we struggle with our devotion? Our devotion should be daily. Not two days later, not three days later, daily. I do my devotion daily because I need to. I can't go without the Word. The next one. Consistency in going to church. Consistency going to Bible study. Listen, consistency in church function and outreach missions. These all, all go hand in hand for you to understand to resist the devil. Because when you don't resist the devil, you're going to say, No, I don't need to go to that Bible study. I already know that teaching. You remember, it's the Spirit that teaches the messenger to give us a word. Whether you read it, read the Bible more than eight times in your lifetime, whether you heard this sermon in five different languages, the point is there's always revelation in the word that will be different that you haven't heard before. And you will say, I haven't heard it that way. That's some good teaching. Thank you, Lord. So your consistency in your devotion and the church function and the outreach is all important for you to continue to resist the enemy. Because if you stay home all day and you don't do nothing and you don't want to go to church, you think the playing ground of the enemy will be all over your mind? And then you'll start to do the uncharacteristic and you start doing ungodly things and you begin to sin and you begin to do this and do that. And then all of a sudden you're stuck in a rut and you say, Lord, I'm stuck. Get me out of it. So it's important for us to stay busy in the things of God. But remember to put your devotion of meaning, loving to express to God. Okay, verse 8. Draw nigh to God. James 4, 7, verse 8 now. Those are the two verses we're going to cover. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Let's start with that. How can I come close to God? Here's the first word. And this is a tough word. Ready? Humble. If you're an alpha characteristic, 
an awful leader potential and it kind of like oozing in your blood? Did you know that all the apostles, all the disciples, they were humbled at one point. Even Paul, the mighty Paul, even though what he done, or what he did, humble. From my personal experience, you know when you're in prayer, serious deep prayer, no TV, no Facebook, no nothing, and the Lord begins to minister to your heart after you read the word, and you begin to pray, and then the Spirit begins to give you instruction or reveals something to you. The first thing is, Lord, I thank you for sharing secrets of God of what you're thinking of for me. And that's for every individual here. I thank God that you shared something with me that I needed to hear. And believe it or not, this week before I traveled on Friday, believe it or not, the Lord always give me certain impressions in my prayer time. And just in the nick of time, what he said just confirmed me to keep on going. See, guys, sometimes this body is weak. Sometimes we want to say, where's the white towel? I want to throw the white towel. I give up. But the Bible says to be humble. The second one, we already talked resist. Okay? If you know that Satan's job is to entice you and tempt you, why do we say yes? Here it is. If we have a snack of, say, one scripture, and that one scripture only represents less than a half an ounce of meat, and you need at least eight ounces a day to keep your whole day and get you energy and protein. But one scripture is only a half an ounce. I'm giving you an analogy here. And then if you read the whole chapter, that's your eight ounce. Right? And then you go over the eight ounce by praying and worshiping him. Now you have a full meal, and when the tempter comes because of your weakness, you say, no, Satan, get thee behind me. Are you saying that to him right now? Sometimes for us, we don't know until it happens. Like for my family, sometimes certain things just happens, and then I go, oh, Lord, why is this happening? And then sometimes the Lord won't say a word. And it's for you to understand and figure it out that you need to stand on the word by resisting. Here's the next one. Wash your hands. Purify your heart. That leads a pure life. Be cleansed from sin. Replacing your desires of sin and your desire to experience God's purity. Listen, guys. When you start talking about, Lord, I repent. Lord, forgive me of my wrongdoing. Lord, forgive me of my shortfalls. Lord, forgive me for being carnal and in the flesh. Father, 
You said that if I repent all my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all the unrighteousness. If you don't believe that, you will feel condemned all the rest of your life as a believer. So purify your hearts. Turn 180 degrees. Turn 180. Instead of turning your back on God, turn back to God. Well, how do I do that? Repent. Here's the next one. Your sorry and conviction takes place. In other words, you're so sorrowful that when you sin, even David, when David saw Bathsheba, then he did a no-no, and guess what happened to David? He cried to the Lord. The people want to stone him. David said, Lord, forgive me of my sin. And that's what it takes for you guys to come back to the Lord. As simple as that sounds, that's how simple God is. Amen? Turn back to God. Don't be afraid to express deep, heartfelt, your feelings sorry that you made a mistake for what you've done. Express that to God. Amen? So here's your instruction of this whole message based on two scriptures. Submit, resist, draw close to God, purify the heart, and I want to specifically talk about this part, double-minded. It takes two, it takes two to say yes. Here's who you're going to tangle with. <coughs> the enemy says, you can do it. And you say, but God's going to get mad at me. And the enemy says, but God said to repent. So you decided to say yes because you talked to somebody else in your mind. Once the mind is made up, the body is going to follow. You guys agree? The mind says yes. Now, when it comes to sin, the Bible says that now your back is turned from God. In order to get back, it's simple. I repent. So being double-minded is very important. Live all the way for God because when you're in a brick wall fence and you're straddled right to left, holy thou, yes, let's party. The Bible said that God will spew you out of his mouth because you are lukewarm. I'd rather you be hot and on fire for the Lord than be lukewarm. Because why do you just want to straddle the fence and be holy and then be my own self and fulfilling the lust of the flesh? That's what double-minded means. So I pray that today that our double-minded will be single-minded on Christ Jesus. Amen? In closing, listen to this part. In the Christian life, there is trials and temptation. 
successfully overcoming these adversities, producing maturity and strong character. Come boldly to God when you blow it, and when you're not feeling guilt in your conscience, just repent from your sins. Amen? Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. May you continue to guide us, and may you continue for us to know more of you and have this closer relationship to draw closer to you like never before. I pray, Father, that we don't get hanky-panky, that we will just get serious with the Lord and live for you and live holy as you are holy, that we give the example and live the light of this world. So we thank you, Lord, for traveling mercy and continue to guide us. May you bless the food and sanctify and let it nourish our body. Thank you and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Greet one another. Tell them you love them in Jesus' name. You're dismissed. <laughs> 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 He's watching when you're praying, Dana. <laughs>